You're listening to the Fruition Podcast, the home of eBay, Amazon, and e-commerce design optimization. For more information, visit fruition.com. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Fruition Podcast. My name is John Hayes and today I'll be continuing my conversations with inspirational online sellers. Today I'll be joined by Sean O'Brien from the award-winning online retailer Direct Plants, who I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time at the recent eBay Roadshow in Norwich, but who has a long history with Fruition and was in fact one of our first clients. Sean, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, John. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an honour to be asked to be coming on board, so uh, thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Now, for those on the podcast who don't know who you are, can you briefly introduce yourself and the company? Yeah, of course I can. So, um, so yeah, my name is um, Sean. Um, I'm one of the owners of Direct Plants. Direct Plants is an online-only plant and tree nursery, and we grow plants and trees on our five-acre site in Norfolk. Uh, and we sell them online. Um, our online journey started just over 17 years ago now, from the midst of the uh, unfortunate global credit crunch we all suffered in the mid 2000s. And yeah, uh, that was the, the the birth and the savior of our business um, back then. And we're now 17 years on. Direct Plants is now an established multi-channel seller. And like you said, we've been a customer fruition for a very long time. Even from the early days, I saw it as very, very important to have a professional brand image um, online back then. And especially on eBay, we, that was one of our top priorities to have a professional outlet, professional store design. You know, it, it, had, to, it had to look professional. The customers feel, you know, confident in the business. And we was, back then we was just obviously a very young, small business. So, 17 years, your history runs kind of parallel with ours. We've been on the go for a similar amount of time. Now, you mentioned the credit crunch and how that kind of forced you into online selling. Did the business exist before then, and what sort of form did it take? Yeah, the, the, the business um, did exist. I'm from a, a long line of self-employed business owners, so it's in my blood to be uh, a business owner. The actual plant and tree nursery um, was another setup from yet another recession back in the late 80s, early 90s. My father and my grandfather uh, were historically builders, construction workers, groundworks, etc. Um, and obviously, we all know the devastating uh, effects what the late 80s, early 90s recession had on the building industry then. Both my father and grandfather businesses suffered back then. Um, their businesses actually collapsed and that, that's all they knew. They all, the, the only building was all they knew. And they had a, a bit of a dream one day to, um, to sell plants. And my, it was actually my mother and father who had the first vision of selling plants. I was a young child then, so I obviously grew up around the, the, the building. I grew up around this vision of selling plants. And obviously to a young child, you know, the construction and you know, then a plant nursery, it was an ultimate playground. You know, I absolutely loved it. So I absolutely, you know, that was all I grew up around was, you know, the, the dirt and the, the growing and what have you and the machines. And it was, you know, really exciting. They, they started that in 1989. 
and then a few years passed and they quite quickly realized that it was very seasonal. So from the spring months to the early summer, um, business was very profitable, good sales, but then there was another eight months of very low sales, poor sales. And they continued that journey, but it was very difficult to make it profitable for the full 12 months. Same story, couldn't make enough profits in that short space of time to survive the full 12 months of the year. And naturally my father went back to his sort of building roots. But me as a, as a child then growing up and getting obviously a little bit older, I had this massive passion for the plants. And I enjoyed obviously seeing building sites, seeing machinery, speaking to the, the guys, you know, working on building sites. That was obviously really good for a child. But my true passion was in the plants and I got a real buzz from it. So fast forward a few years, my parents had uh, a building, a small building business and a small plant nursery putting their focus, stretching their focus too much on not one correctly. It, you know, it was, it was a bit of a juggling act and not one of them was obviously a, a full-time operation and one was not fully successful. I then obviously became uh, a teenager as we all do. I got to towards school leave, leaving age and I was speaking to the you know teachers back then. I was like, this is my dream. I want to do the um, plant a tree nursery. And I want to make it sustainable. I want to make it fully operational, 12-month operation. Um, and my teachers all laughed at me. So that actually spurred me on. Uh, so it gave me more determination. So I actually, I actually uh, left school with no GCSEs, no qualifications. And I went straight into work. And yeah, it, it was a great big learning curve. Obviously, the reality of you know, running your own business from that age was you know quite daunting, but uh, I had a determination to prove prove everyone wrong. I want to I wanted to uh, you know fulfil the family dream of having a plant and tree nursery sustainable for the full twelve months, be profitable, and it, it was going okay. I then got my first after my driving license, um, bought my first uh, small lorry, and I was working seven days a week, travelling Norfolk, Cambridgeshire, uh, Essex going on to markets, shows, you name it. Anywhere I could sell a plant, car boot sales, anywhere I could sell the plants, I would go. A lot of early mornings. <laughs> um, and that was quite successful, but it was very weather dependent. So unfortunately, when you had the weather with you and it's perfect, you had a really profitable, busy business and really exciting, very enjoyable, very fun, interacting with loads of different people. But on the flip side, when you had the rain and the wind and the cold and you stand there all day trying to sell your products and you actually at the end of the day you've lost money it's a little bit deflating so my next vision was right we need somewhere where it was a fully you know a, a proper retail outlet um, to run alongside the uh, the markets and the shows um, so soon after uh, we actually opened up a retail shop in a, a nice little um, village, which had a, a main road running through it, because obviously we wanted the, the traffic, instant customers, etc. Um, that was really good. Again, really exciting. Um, had a dream, had a vision. Again, it then turned back to the seasonality of it as going spring, early summer, absolutely phenomenal. Really high profits, really high sales. But 
obviously your bills and your rents for your shop are still there in Novembers and Decembers. And yeah, um, it, it was a real struggle. And then obviously the, the global credit crunch came. The global credit crunch was like officially recorded in the press of being more 2007, 2008, when it all crashed. But people's spending and habits changed before that. And people's surplus cash, like now, started to become slim. And it was the, the winter of 2005, where obviously, you know, it, it hit really bad. And the closure of the, um, the retail shop came. Um, that was obviously really disappointing. It was at a time of the year where the markets and the shows were in low season. So as you can imagine, I had all these bills piling up. I had stock, but there's no sales. And it was a little bit of um, a sort of realization of, is it going to ever work? And I actually was at a bit of a crossroads. It's like, okay, my father is in the construction industry. You know, maybe that is where my true journey, should, you know, my true half should lead naturally like my father and my grandfather. Anyway, um, so I actually did that. I started working for my father uh, building, but then like every credit crunch, the construction industry then took a massive hit. So in winter of 2005, there was no construction work. There was no sales of plants and trees and Christmas 2005 was you know, pretty desperate. And it was actually, it got to a point, it was New Year's Day, 2006. Both me and my father, we was um, watching a movie in uh, our living room. Um, we was in rented accommodation. We didn't have the money for the, for the rent. We didn't have the money for the bills. And we didn't even have the money for food. And it was just by chance, we was watching this movie on TV on New Year's Day, 2006. And an eBay ad come on the telly. And we just both jokingly looked at each other and laughed and said, wouldn't it be lovely if you could sell plants on eBay? And we just, like I say, we just laughed. But within five minutes, I had this scratch at the back of my head. And it was like, like you know, typical light bulb moment. You know, actually, is there something in this? You know, we, we all know, we, we all knew mail order existed. But when, back then, when you thought of mail order, you thought of little packets coming through your letterbox. So that same day, within a, probably less than half an hour, I jumped on the, the old PC. We had dial-up. I, um, I logged on to eBay, and I was like, right, I'm going to search for some products that we sell on the market. And at this time, I had two small greenhouses of stock that was ready for the 2006 spring. Mm. Um, but you couldn't sell it in January on the shows or the markets because they was all closed anyway. And... I just searched uh, a few things and there were some sellers on eBay selling from their back gardens and they were selling in the winter and they was getting four times the price. I was selling the same products for at the markets. And obviously I had instant excitement, instant addiction. I never really, I never, I hadn't sold a single thing on eBay prior to that. I've been a customer and yeah, uh, by the end of that night, I set my first eBay account up and by the end of that January, we was generating around about a thousand pound a week's worth of sales of plants and trees in the lowest season possible. Wow. So eBay really saved your skin. You were in a dire situation. Yeah, it was, it was a very dire situation. And yeah, uh, eBay, if, if eBay hadn't have been there and I hadn't watched that TV advert that day, um, yeah, the business would have been no more. 
It's amazing because just yesterday I was in Leicester at the eBay Roadshow and I met a couple of gentlemen who had a similar situation. They worked in finance and both lost their jobs during the furlough. At the time, they had no other option but to go online. But now they wouldn't go back to the corporate world. It's completely changed their lives. So I think eBay really is an avenue to get you out of adversity. Yeah, no, it's... um. You know, back then, now I reflect on it, it, it was like it was a, an instant access for, mm. you know, a, a small business or an individual to put your product in front of millions instantly. So can you remember your first sale? I can remember our first sale. It was a magnolia tree. Back then, you had to have a certain amount of feedback before you sell an item. So I had to purchase a few cheap items to get feedback to allow me to sell an item. And then back then, the first thing that you was allowed to sell, you was only allowed to sell an auction. You wasn't allowed to sell on a buy it now. And I took this magnolia tree and I put it on a three day auction. And I watched that three day auction, you know, with hope and I was absolutely addicted to it. Um, and it didn't get no bids. And then on about the, I think it was the halfway through the second day, we got one bid of 99p. And we was all jumping around the living room. You know, we got a bit of 99p. And um, anyway, we used to sell this product on the market. Uh, and back then, it, that, that magnolia tree used to sell on the market for three quid. We was hoping for it to go for three quid just to say we, we'd achieved the sale. Um, anyway, the auction come to an end and it sold for £14.50. Fantastic. And you could not believe our excitement. You know, mm. that one sale and the added value online gave it to our sale because it opened our customer base up to a full UK network instantly overnight. And that was great. And we were jumping up and down with joy. And we was like, we got, we got money. We got some money for some milk. <laughs> um, and, and, um, but then reali- reali- uh, we had realization of, actually, we've got to deliver this thing. We had put a plus, you know, a delivery charge on the auction. So we knew that... Mm customer had paid for delivery as well but we didn't have no packaging we didn't have no boxes um so i was frantically hunting around the house and we just finished packing up the uh, the christmas decorations and i looked at the christmas tree box and i was like that's perfect the christmas tree got chucked out of the box and i took the christmas tree box and um yeah i took the magnolia tree and i packed it into the christmas tree box and i, I put it into the back of the car and i drove to the local post office and at the same time, um, the landlord of the house that we was living in said, what on earth are you doing with that Christmas tree box? I said, I'm delivering our first plant. And he just stood there and laughed at me. And it, it, was, it was exactly the same laugh and attitude that my teachers had at school. And it got that thing, I felt that burning you know, desire inside. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'll prove everyone wrong. You know, we're onto something here. Um, anyway took the tree to the post office, even the postman laughed. And then, like I say, by the end of that month, we were doing generating sales of a thousand quid. The landlord, he wasn't laughing. Um, we was causing queues at the local post office. And instantly, even from the first day, I just saw that there was a massive gap in the market. And at that time, there was only a handful of plant and tree nurseries who actually had a website and who were actually selling products online. Um, and I just saw, you know, instant scope to do a, a full scale business on it. And back then 
it just didn't stop. I worked seven days a week. I was online constantly. It was an, it was an absolute addiction. And then by that first spring, um, we had four family members working full time. That's myself, my father, uh, my mother and my wife now. And we was all working full time within the nursery. And it was like our dream had come true. So you mentioned packing and shipping trees. I'm guessing they just don't fit into a jiffy bag. Was finding out how to ship these products one of your biggest challenges when it came to scaling up the business? Yeah, it certainly was. Um, so in the first few weeks and months, yeah, it, it was a big challenge. Um, had unique items that needed to be protected and they had to arrive the other end in the same condition they left you. It wasn't like it was a, a pair of trainers which could you know, cope with a rough journey through the delivery network. It had to be protected properly. Um, but there, 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 was, there wasn't, went online, you search for boxes for those kind of products and there, there just wasn't anything on the market at all. Even today, today um, there's still not obviously any ready-made off-the-shelf boxes to, to, to sell our products. In the early days, back then, um, we actually had to get a little bit creative and it was like Blue Peter moments. What we actually used to do, we used to go around to the local businesses in our local town and we used to ask if we could take and dispose of their old cardboard. And anyway, we, we managed to... Uh, make a bit of a relationship with a few of the uh, shops on the local retail site. And they said they'd allow us to go each night around the back of their warehouses and take any cardboard and boxes that we could use. And um, that was actually our practice for the first few months. Um, we used to take the cardboard from the, the shops, recycle it, get creative and make our own boxes. Obviously the business grew quite rapidly. And within a few months we was like, right, okay, this is now not sustainable. You know, we need a, a product and a box that we can um, use quickly uh, and more efficiently because we're actually, you know, we've got all these orders, we need to get them out. So I actually approached a local uh, box manufacturing firm in the local area. Um, initially, again, they laughed at the idea. And anyway, I, I just obviously I drew what we wanted on a piece of paper. I said, it has to be like this. It has to be this strong, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, they quoted for it and it came back and I was like, oh, wow, no, we can't do this. You know, the box is going to be costing more than the product. Anyway, that didn't stop me. So then I ventured out and explored some other box manufacturers and had to knock a few walls down, you know, doors down um, to speak to the right people. And I met, um, always remember, it, met a lovely um, lady who worked at possibly one of the largest uh, box manufacturer companies in the country. And she told me how it was. And she says, we can do what you want, but to get the price right, it has to be produced on volume. And I was like, okay, well, show me this. What volume do we need to get this box? And anyway, it was a few thousand um, boxes. She said, if you can get to this quantity of boxes, we can produce it for this rate, et cetera. So back to the drawing board it went. We actually made a decision to save up enough money to make that very first order of this box that we required. It was a very versatile box that we could use across multiple products. Mm. And we finally got to the point where we had enough money to purchase these uh, boxes. And it was several pallet loads. And we didn't have no warehouse then. <laughs> anyway, I went back to the, uh, the box factory and said, right, we'd like to make that order. And we made that order. And two weeks later, we had a lorry turn up at our home 
with several pallets of boxes on it. We were like, right, now what do we do with them? So we literally stuffed every room with these pallets of boxes and we had the living room, the office, um, the kitchen, it was stacked high with these boxes. And it was like a scene off of Only Fools and Horses. But it was exciting, it was enjoyable, it was great. Um, but instantly, it was a box that we manufactured, we designed it, we got it at the right cost. And from that next day, we was processing and packaging maybe 10 times the amount of orders that we could do prior to that. And from that moment then, we then made a, a really good relationship with that factory and many meetings over the years. And we designed more and more boxes. And as we speak now, we have around about 12 different styles. So we have 12 different styles, very versatile to suit our whole range. And that obviously that comes with time, that comes with investment. And obviously that's a, obviously a big thing that you do learn during a, any small business journey. It's not gonna come instantly. It's gonna have to, it comes as it, as it goes. And yeah, so so we've actually designed our own packaging range. We still trade with the same uh, two factories and we have a good law relationship with those. And we're always con constantly looking at it, reviewing it, because obviously rising costs are very challenging. <laughs> but we've worked very closely with them to combat and tackle that. Yeah, initially it was very challenging, but now we've got it. And that kind of leads on nicely to your eBay templates. How important was it for you to professionally brand your eBay listings and what kind of impact did you see once you branded them up? Yeah. So creating a brand and an image was very, very important. I saw the importance of it very early because in the early days, we'd actually have customers email us and say, you know, are you a business or are you a, just, you know, are, are you just selling from home from a, a greenhouse and what have you? And it was very hard to get that message across. Yes, we are a proper business. You know, we, we that is what we are. But it was very difficult to tell the customer that without them actually seeing you in person. So after a, a little bit of research to competitors, not competitors selling our own products, but just other online sellers as well, looking at obviously the, the, the bigger businesses, how they branded themselves online, et cetera, and I could quite instantly see I was personally attracted to professional looking outfits. I was attracted to branded products. I wanted to buy my product off a business that I knew existed. That was not just somebody selling a product out of the, um, at their garage or, or what have you. So the image and the brand and professionalism was very important from an early day. It was actually just only after a few months of our eBay journey I actually found fruition. Um, and by the end of that year is when we committed and we actually got our first branded eBay shop design. So it took us into our second year of trading online. And obviously, yes, businesses grow, but quite quickly, we actually saw that following spring, we saw an uplift in sales of around about 30% after we installed the uh, branded eBay store design that fruition did for us. And at that time, obviously, it was it was quite a big investment and quite a big gamble. But as soon as it happened and we saw that uplift in sales, we knew we made the right decision. So moving forward a few years, you won the eBay for Business Award in 2019 for the lad that left school with no GCSEs and built a business from the ground up. That's quite an achievement. Yes, it, it certainly was, yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, eBay saved our business back then. Um, mm -hmm. So we've always been very loyal to eBay. 
we've always thought that eBay, you know, was our savior. <laughs> so when we actually won the eBay award, it actually brought back those memories of jumping around that living room on our first sale. And it was like, it was like recognition of what we've achieved on eBay. So it was literally like the, uh, the cherry on the, on the top of the cake. So what other marketplaces do you sell on now? After our first probably 18 months of trading online, naturally you look at other, other places um, because you start to familiarize yourself with online trading, et cetera. eBay was still our biggest passion. Then obviously you go online and obviously Amazon is the, the next obvious marketplace. So we set up on Amazon um, around about 18 months, two years after eBay. Amazon wasn't such a successful start. It was a completely different marketplace, completely different workings, completely different platform. Um, but we, we produced a few sales, um, nothing exciting. It, it was very, at that time, it was much more difficult to trade on Amazon because it was, it was mainly known for just a book website and then it started being consumer electronics, et cetera. So over the years, the home and garden section has grown on Amazon. And then after that, it was obviously the next step to our brand building and uh, professional image online would be a, a website. So that was always you know, quite high on the priority list initially, a website, because obviously the online evolution and the e-commerce started to rank up some speed. And we was like, right, we do need a website because that gives you, it's like your base. It's like your, your front home shop, should we say, or it's, it's like your modern day bricks and mortar face. Um, so quite quickly, we then obviously uh, built a website. Our very first website was uh, designed by uh, actually an old school friend um, in the local, local town. Um, and he done a great job. Um, he was self-taught as well. But I didn't actually have any expectations for that website. All I wanted was just really a front. We secured uh, our domain name to match our, our name and brand that we created on eBay. And I had no expectations for the website. But obviously, uh, the guy who created it, he did. Um, he said, no, no. I've had history in websites now, and websites are now performing. And you can sell products on websites. So I was like, okay, well, we'll ride with it. And quite phenomenally, we had zero spend, as in Google spend, we had zero advertising spend, but we started getting these sales. And we was absolutely amazed. eBay was still priority. We had Amazon, which was like a spit of a slow burner. Um, and then we had our website. And then obviously the years carried on and we built all three channels sort of simultaneously together. eBay was still our number one performer. Um, and our website, was being overtaken by Amazon. So our website then went to the bottom of the priority list. Then obviously continual growth throughout the years, eBay was number one, Amazon was number two, website was number three. But looking back and reviewing the website at the end of the year, it was generating sales that could not be ignored. So probably around about, um, it had been around about 2010, 2011, we needed to put a bit more focus and concentration onto the website because it was performing. So we upgraded the website. We actually changed over to a slightly larger website firm, design firm in the local town. And we opted for a package from um, OpenCar. And yes, the website started to perform even better. 
But then it brought problems. It brought logistical problems. It brought stock management problems. We had these three channels, which we had managed to be able to cope all these things manually before. And it was coming an absolute daunting task and it was getting quite stressful. So back then, integration was obviously quite new, but obviously integration was on our radar quite quickly and we needed integration to cope. And back then, things were very glitchy, very buggy, and we, we opted for a, an integration tool to, to run our website, eBay and Amazon simultaneously from one place. It was great, but like I say, it was buggy, it was glitchy. You had to manually fix problems, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then carry on a few more years, obviously we'd, we'd scaled up the business even more. That integration was then causing us more headaches than it was worth and a lot of stress because we had underfulfilled orders, we had overselling, we had underselling, um, creating a whole host of issues. It was around about 2017 at this point. And we was like, right, we've got this situation. We've got a business which is now, you know, it, it, we're now generating really good numbers. We've got a team of staff. We've built this business up looking back on it. But our integration in our website was then letting us down. We was actually at the point of looking, of making eBay our sole platform because that was still our number one platform. And then I spoke to Fruition in 2018. And I said, look, this is our problems. This is, this is what is, what's happening is, you know, it's causing a lot of stress. It's causing a lot of issues within the business. We want to scale up our business, but we're a little bit reluctant to and a little bit scared to because all the additional pressures and logistical nightmares and, and stock control, order management, et cetera, it brings. And I was speaking to Fruition. I was like, I was sort of saying, maybe we should put all our focus back onto eBay, really put the focus into the eBay brand and the store. And we're quite confident that we could generate all our sales just through eBay. And then obviously fruition in late 2018, put a solution on the table for me with a website and integration that could cope. Now, obviously, initially I was very skeptical because I've been, I've been sold this before by previous firms and I was like, no, it just doesn't work unless, and I had a vision, I had, you know, I had this thought of, unless you have a big office with a tech team in-house who can fix problems minute by minute as they crop up, it was just not worth the hassle. Um, and fruition, you know, they reassured me and said, look, we'll, we'll have a, a walkthrough, we'll do some tests, absolutely, completely flexible, you know, just running through some trials and tests and you can see the platforms, et cetera. Um, I was like, okay. And again, I, I didn't have much uh, expectations because I'd, I'd experienced such, you know, poor quality um, integrations and websites, et cetera, before. Fruition put the option on the table, the solution. And in late 2018, we sort of committed to it and we made the investment and said, okay, let's go with fruition. Let's go with the solution that they put on the table. Um, and by 2019, we had a new website. Uh, it was based on a, a platform called Big Commerce. Previous to that, admittedly, I'd never heard of Big Commerce before. But after the the trials um, that they'd, they'd shown us and the walkthroughs, um, I was quite instantly sold. At this point, I was still a little bit skeptical. It was a very very daunting task 
to actually change from an, one operation and transfer it across to a new operation. The easy option was just to delete it completely and focus on eBay. But fruition reassured me, no, we're going to be with you every step of the way. We're going to continually monitor it daily. We're going to set these dates of when you're going to go live. We're going to set these dates when you're going to transfer the data, et cetera, et cetera. And fruition, they, they handled and orchestrated the whole process between the different firms. And the integration was via Limworks uh, for the stock management, uh, order management, et cetera. The guys there, they all worked simultaneously with fruition, likewise with Big Commerce. And the reassurance I had from all the three firms working together and the updates they was giving me, continual updates, um, I was reassured. And those nerves did disappear. And then we got close to like a, uh, a live date as such of when we're going to go live with the website and you, we're going to start using the integration as our complete operation from this date. That was obviously quite a scary moment, quite a daunting task, you know, got a daunting the moment of, well, I mean, we're actually going to do this. And I can literally say within the first hour, it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And our office, um, which is still family operated, my wife, uh, we have my mother in, in the office still. We also had a, an additional staff member. All the staff within the office, all, all their stresses had gone. And within literally just a few minutes, I was actually teaching them how to use this new platform. But everything was so user-friendly and it was laid out so well. It was very, the, the website was visually user-friendly. Um, the back end, the background of the website in the back end, um, it was very familiar to what, you know, to the, the likes of eBay, Amazon, et cetera. So it was very easy to familiarize yourself very quickly. And likewise with Limworks. Limworks, yes, a little bit more technical, admittedly, um, but the support guys at Limworks, they were there um, initially, obviously quite in depth at the start to make sure that we was up and running properly. We had phone support, email support, et cetera. We had a dedicated support person to handle the whole process in the, in the first few days. And yeah, by the end of that week, we was Limworks experts. We was big commerce experts. The whole office was like a different relaxed environment. And after that first week, there was not one single item undersold or oversold. We didn't have any issues with order tracking, undispatched orders, non-dispatched orders. And it was like, like I say, it was like a great big weight had been lifted off our shoulders. And it, exciting as well. You know, we, we, we actually had this product which was working and it looked good. <laughs> and, you know, the website looked fantastic. And then it gave us, just within that first week, it gave us so much extra time because all of these problematic manual problems that we'd experienced all these years prior had just been eliminated. And in that second week in the office, we was actually like, oh, what do, what do we actually do? Because we've got all this extra spare time. It's perhaps a cliche, but we often talk about working smarter and not harder. But if you work smarter with great technology like big commerce and Limworks, this really enables you to work harder as well. So it helps you grow the business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with that extra free time that it had given all of us within the office and within the business, you know, even through down to you know, obviously packaging the orders and dispatching the orders, the time saving in those processes was phenomenal. Every staff member, including myself, packing team, nursery team, 
we all had not just extra minutes in our day, we actually actually had extra hours in our day. And it was like, wow, it was phenomenal. So it then gave us the confidence and reassurance that, right, we can now actually take our business again to a, a, a next level. You know, we can actually now focus on growing the business again, doing what we enjoy, promoting the products, marketing the products, adding the products online. Because prior to that, with the problems we were experiencing, we actually lost the enjoyment of doing it because we had so many problems on our shoulders just operating the business. So yeah, literally within that first week or two, we had all this extra time, which we then it allowed us to focus on sales and growth. And obviously in two, that was the same year, 2019, when this all happened, was the same year when we won the eBay award. The 2019 was absolutely, you know, a really exciting, enjoyable year for ourselves. It must have given you incredible confidence. It, it certainly did, yeah. Prior to 2019, any small online business owner going through a journey of growing a business and scaling it up, initially you have the target of a, a million quid's worth of online sales. And I think if you're quite honest, you ask most small business owners when you first start out, your dream is if you could hit a million quid's worth of sales, that is the ultimate dream. And prior to 2019, we had hit this target and this dream. But like I say, all the problems that, that arose along that journey and getting to that level come with, it, it, was, it was more problematic than it was worth. So the dream, the reality of the dream of hitting a million quid's worth of sales was not quite as uh, enjoyable as the dream. But in 2019, when we launched this new integration and service order management and website, we actually increased sales within that first year, having the in, an extra time. We actually increased sales by over 50% and actually hit over 1.5 million in that first year of having this new new solution. And to get that amount of increase in that such short space of time was phenomenal. And that obviously really did give us a lot of confidence. So when you were initially selling via your own website, you were saying you had zero ad spend on Google, but the traffic was still coming in. Do you attribute that to the brand you had built up on eBay? Were people coming back and looking for you online? Um, yes, definitely. That's that's going back to those early days, how having a brand, building an online brand was very important because that recognition of a brand as opposed to just a, a business name is far more valuable. If you can get, obviously, if you can build your brand with design, et cetera, on a platform, you're naturally going to get that cross-promotion. You're naturally going to get that recognition. If it looks good, people will remember it. And if you obviously, if the service and the quality of the product matches the image, they're going to remember it even more. So naturally, that then gave the recognition for people to then go searching elsewhere for our name, Direct Plants. And that's been our motto from day one. We didn't have big budgets to spend at the start mm -hmm. of our journey. You know, spending, you know, pay-per-click for the hope of a sale was just not the option. It was not an option. So we had to build our brand without spending any money. So what do you know today that you wish you understood when you first started? Looking back now, it probably would be patience. From the beginning, I wanted everything yesterday. And to actually build a business and grow a business that's going to be successful, and you want it to be successful for the long term, not a short term, you have to build a business that the speed your business can cope with. If you can't cope, you can make mistakes 
make a lot of problems. Building a good name and having a good loyal customer base takes a lot of hard work. But building that good reputation, building a good customer base, it is your security for your future business. Initially, if you want to just go at it, high sales, high volume, not cope, it's very, very easy to get that bad name. And a bad name will not be forgotten. So building, I wanted to build that good name and reputation overnight, but realistically, it, it, it wasn't possible. So it, it, it was a journey. And that, that's the journey that we've been on for 17 years. So what's next for Direct Plants? So next for Direct Plants, obviously 2019 was an absolute phenomenal year for our small business. But like I said, we had the confidence and reassurance to grow the business even further from that point. We then obviously had COVID and COVID hit and everybody turned, was at home and they turned to their homes and gardens. And we didn't know what was going to happen. Like many other businesses, we didn't, nobody knew what was going to happen. Fortunately, obviously the home and garden sector had a boom, but fortunately for ourselves, we actually had the software and we had the management and integration to actually cope with this increased boom. So during COVID, our sales actually doubled again. And we would never ever thought that was actually ever possible. Being a small business, small family team, um, having a, we actually have a total team, so our team sizes, uh, we have 10 staff members. And although it's a small team, it's a small but mighty team. And having that good integration, good platform to order management, stock management, it actually allowed all of our staff to do what they do good and do the job of what they do good. Um, and during COVID, we didn't actually need to increase our team. Because we had our operation was so efficient, our small team actually managed and coped with double the sales during COVID. Now, obviously, we're now in 2022. We've had obviously two years of COVID boom. Everybody who obviously was experienced in business was predicting there would be a drop-off. Obviously, people thought that this was going to be the new normal. People with experience in business knew that it was, it was a boom. It was not going to be the new normal. When the drop-off was going to come, nobody knew. Obviously, due to issues around the world, finances, etc., 2022 has been a challenging year. So 2022, um, I think if every business owner is quite honest with themselves, has been the year of the drop-off from the COVID boom. 2022, as opposed to pre-COVID, obviously our business has grown. And if you look back, our percentage of sales has increased dramatically since 2019, even with the drop-off. Mm. But during COVID, we saw what our business could cope with. And we saw what our small but mighty team can cope with. So now, obviously, we had the, we experienced the drop-off in sales from the COVID boom. Now we're actually sitting here very content, very confident to actually now go back to what we call normal sales tactics and growth. So our short to medium future plan now is to now fill that void that the COVID boom created. And with that, obviously... We have a fantastic team. Um, we have a good product range. We have the, the integration, the packaging, the logistics to obviously cope and support that extra growth. 
So our our next steps is to just continue um, to, to build our brand, gain additional exposure via different channels, different outlets, but to build on our website, especially. Our website, like I say, confidence is a great thing. And to know that you've got a website and a website platform that will grow and can cope, um, it gives it gives a business owner a lot of confidence to go chasing those sales. And even to this date now, um, we are Google ad spend on advertising for the website is still zero. The, the brand building, cross promotion, um, continuing to build those relationships with customers, building the customer base, that is our priority. And our number one priority is always our high quality service and our quality of our product as well. We never, we never as business owners want to let that drop and put sales in priority of that. Our priority is our customer and our service and our quality. And what I have learned in those 17 years, if you can do those things correctly, the sales will come. The sales naturally come. Um, and they're not just instant quick sales. They're long-term relationships with repeat customers. So for any e-commerce online seller website business, the, the, the short to medium and long-term future is building those relationships and trust. And that has to be the priority of any, any online seller at the moment. Um, because consumers, are, are, they're fed up with big corporates letting them down. The corporate, they, they have no relationship with the customers. And it, it's really important now. Um, and we're seeing it even more now. Customers want to engage with us. They want to have a, a one-stop shop where they always go back to. Because they know they're going to get the quality. They're going to get the reliability. They're going to get the service. Um, and just that is, that's, that is our motto, just building on that now. Continuing to build on that family brand and um, ensuring that our business is, is, is future-proof. I guess it all comes back to the old adage that people do business with people they like and trust. Sean, you've given us a fantastic story there about how you grew your business from the ground up on eBay and how eBay continues to drive your business, not just on the marketplace, but on other marketplaces and your own web store as well. I think it's a truly inspirational story. Sean, where can people find you online? So um, obviously we've got our website, um, www.directplants.co.uk. Um, and then obviously a, a quick search of the name and our brand direct plants. Uh, you'll then come across our eBay outlet, our Amazon outlet. Um, and most recently, we are now live on the Home and Garden website, Mano Mano. Well, Sean, I'd like to thank you for taking part in this podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure. and will hopefully speak again soon. You're listening to The Fruition Podcast, the home of eBay, Amazon, and e-commerce design and optimization. For more information, visit fruition.com.